Hello there, and welcome to the Literarily Trash Podcast. We are your hosts. I'm Roseanne. I'm Vanessa. I'm Samantha. And I'm Stephanie. And we're four sisters who love to read, drink, and talk shit. If you check any of those boxes, or hell, if you're just looking for some solid entertainment, you've come to the right place. Our exclusive book club is now open to the public. So grab a drink, pull up a chair, and let's talk some shit. Oh, and hey, listener discretion is advised. God damn it, that was beautiful. Who's thirsty? (laughs) (laughs) A nice two-shotter at 2.45. Nice. Fuck it, it's Friday. Hey, to Friday. Cheers. Tink. Cheers. Oh, yeah. Welcome to the Old Folks Club. Why? You're such a baby. Yeah. That's why your tits look like that. Yeah, it's not fair. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, like a National Geographic. Would you, yeah, would you like to tell us how you know firsthand, literally? Please share. For the record, she I'll got share. a hand and I got the hand. So where's... <laughs> I'll, I'll recap. I just did the top squeeze. I did the top of it because I I don't have top boob. So <laughs> I just wanted to know what it was like to grab top boob. I'm going to recap this. I'm going to do it as the responsible sister. So we went to St. Mary's to celebrate our grandfather's 80th birthday. And the last night of our trip, um, we were all hanging out. And the three whores that you so know and love in our group here, minus me, decided to stay up all night and drink two bottles of tequila, drive around on a golf cart. Yes, that's what Greg said. It was one and a half. One and a half. There was half a bottle left when I woke up in the grass the next morning. Okay, that much tequila, drive around in a golf cart, touch each other's tits, flash their ass. <laughs> yeah, and just do a lot of hoary activities. And then, yes. Did you know that he wasn't taking a shot every time he brought y'all a shot? Did you guys know that? Of course we knew. He's not drinking. Oh, I 
I thought that he was taking a shot every time y'all were, and he was getting, like, royally blasted. He's like, no, I just had two shots. I was like, do they know that? He's like, I don't know. But I thought he was, like, driving the drunk train, but he was just co-signing it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. No, no. I remember fondly Samantha goes, hey, guys, want to see? And you lifted him for us. And we were like, yes. We've been waiting for this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. It was really nice. No regrets either. <laughs> they are. In the grass. We did we did find Samantha's sunglasses laying in the grass the next day too over by the pond. She was like, hey, those are mine. <laughs> I will say I was jealous of y'all's night because um, as a nod to our last episode, I am just fucking old and haggard. And like by that end of the night, I had two glasses of wine. I had a pounding headache. I couldn't get it to go away. And I was like, I got to go to bed and y'all stay up and have the best night of the whole fucking trip. <laughs> and I'm not a part of any of it. And I'm just like, Aww. this is what I get for being old. Like, the, But this is like the 10 year difference between like me and Stephanie. Like she's not afraid to hammer tequila and does not care about the repercussions of the next day. Whereas I am terrified of that and will do anything to prevent that mothering hungover. Like, I'm sorry, that's my worst fear in the whole world. So I am glad that you guys got to experience that fun bond together. And I am jealous. I'm glad you did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice. Yes. Oh. Nice. Well, this night was cool until you said that. Yeah. I will say I'm proud of us because we went for a hike the next day and sweated out our tequila. So that was, I mean, not only did we have the time of our lives, but the next day we were like, all right, let's, let's get the shits and the sweats going and let's, let's go for a little hikeroo. 
picture of that. Yeah, that's good. Um, what else did we do while we were there, Stephanie? And another fun thing we are doing is next Sunday in our little area, our OG favorite author in the whole entire world, Karen Slaughter, is coming to a bookstore and she is um, signing copies of her new book. Uh, fuck, what's it called? Shit. After that night. <laughs> I'm sorry, Karen. I'm sorry. I love you. Um and I, I don't know if we're going to get to like chat with her or not, but we are coming in guns blazing with some custom shirts. And I just, I know guys, we're going to get her attention. She's going to fucking love us. And I have a feeling this is going to be our big break. How could she not love us? Right? No one's is going to be, no, no one's going to be better than us. I already know. Yes. Yes. I I feel like she's going to plug us. I just know she is. She's going to be like, you guys, there were these awesome, beautiful sisters there who had just the coolest shirt and they have a book hub podcast and they love me. Like, I mean, come on, we're going to grab her attention. I know it.
Yes. 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 Yeah. Ew. That's what she said. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> she did. We're close. I know. So. Oh, I was going to totally send her a picture. I don't give a fuck. Whoever sees this, whoever sees this, I'm sending her a picture of the shirts in a DM before we get there. She's going to be fucking ready for us. She's going to be like, where are these bitches at? I got to get them. I got to talk to them. (laughs) And I don't care if it's her marketing person. I don't care if it's her cat. I don't care. Someone's going to tell her, these bitches are coming okay. for you. Do you guys see them? <laughs> no. No, absolutely. Absolutely. She is heavy with the cats on IG. Her all the way. Yeah. Yeah. Fave. Yes. Yes. I'm getting mine back from Michelle. Did you see somebody make a post on the Facebook about how they didn't like it? Did y'all see that? No. No, Who someone said Someone said I got caught a sick I, I read this book because you guys talked about it so much. And she's like, and I just read it, and it was so disturbing. I can't believe you guys recommended this to me. And she's like, if you loved it so much, why? And I just, I just wrote on it. It's the best book of all time with the evil <laughs> meme, uh, evil <laughs> emoji. No, no, not to me, just in general. And I, I felt compelled to just comment and be like, it's the best book I've ever read. Obviously, you're the one in the shallow end of the pool here. Yeah. Same. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Same. Don't take it out. I know. Oh no. Her, her picture kind of looks a little bit like one. Oh, oh. <laughs> Who put that in there? Roseanne, you did? I did. I did. <clears throat> um, I went to Walmart for school supplies with my kid because he was going to kindergarten. So I got I wanted to be, of course, the perfect mother and get all the supplies on the list for the teacher. I wanted her to be fully equipped to handle whatever she needed for my child's learning. And I walked in and the one had just been remodeled. Y'all, it was organized. It was neat. There was no crazy shit. There wasn't like supplies scattered everywhere and just like ghetto ratchet people like elbowing each other for things. Like it was very pleasant experience. It was nice. 
Um, Terrence has Terrence has drugged me into Walmart. He fucking loves Walmart. He will go to Walmart for everything. For I don't know. Ugh. Anyways, I, I actually I was like, while I'm here, let me grab some groceries. I bought fucking fruit. I didn't buy anything great value brand, but I walked out and I was first of all I walked in. There was a horrible thunderstorm brewing, and I was like, "Wish me luck. I've got a thunderstorm. I got Walmart. I'm really in for it." But I walked out with a very pleasant experience. Shout out to Walmart and Walmart. I've overcome both. <laughs> uh. um, I'm going to interject for five seconds because I'm sorry, I can hear my dogs barking, but I have to say the produce at Walmart is fucking trash. I yes, do not buy produce at Walmart. It is rotten. It is out of date. I can't even tell you how many times we have gotten something off the shelves at Walmart and it has been expired by at least two months. It's That's disgusting. Sick. It's gross. I do not let I don't let my kids get certain stuff from Walmart. If you want to buy bulk, like a big box of bagged individual chips or like big things of drink or something like that, like I'm all for it. But you don't get fresh produce and shit like that at Walmart. You just don't do it. I will never buy meat. At Walmart. No, I no, will fucking die than eat Walmart beef. Same. Yeah, no thanks. Let me tell you right now, my nose will smell ground beef, and I will know if it's disgusting or not. I'm trying the to tell new, you the right new now. nose. The new nose. No. Excuse me. Excuse me. I had a ground beef, shitty smelling nose before my surgery. I've. It's always been aware of shitty ground beef. <laughs> yeah i am you're not gonna like crop dust me and i'm not gonna know who did it i will trail it and i will find you uh, i will tell you when i got home from mowing down your buffalo dip my stomach was not well And that's the God's honest truth. <laughs> or was it rotten chicken? Who knows? <laughs> Same thing. Whatever. Neither here nor there. Oh, yeah. I'll say Stephanie was living her best life. I begrudgingly got on it one time, screamed the whole way down per usual, thought I was going to fly off and die. Um, but Stephanie, again, was living her best 32-year-old life on this water slide, not fearing repercussions of tequila or back pain. <laughs> I do. <laughs> I do. I know. Yeah, how do I get over this? 
Who, who's a therapist? <laughs> Silence. feel like that well well I mean I, I did a lot in my 30s I, I did a lot so I'm good hmm. 40 years 40 yeah Roseanne you got a long ass way to go yeah 40 years you got at least 40, 40. yeah I know we're yeah. gonna be so fun. We're gonna be like yeah, what's the the Golden Girls? That I'm gonna die first. I'm gonna die first. Yeah, that's true. Jesus. Hmm. Yeah, you're in charge, yeah. I think Heaven may be the first child to die, considering she recently did some spray paint action. It's on her bulletin board. <laughs> I didn't know it slid under your door. I didn't know that. That's so funny. That's too funny. I, it was probably something simple like just fucking hideous. Yeah, she did. She said it was super creepy or something like that. It's disgusting. <laughs> Which is cute. Yeah.
Wow. Called you out. I don't know. I don't know, guys. I just, I, I mean, like I said in the last episode, I, I'm at a point in my life where I just want to be fucking chill and just be a lame ass mother. And that's what I'm doing. And I worry about tomorrow. <laughs> and I worry about tomorrow. I, I was, I was a drunk whore for a really long time, guys. I mean, like I, I got it out. Yeah. I, I lived my best life. Like I am so good being chill right now. For the record, everyone listening, the for three of us are not whores. We're all married. We don't know where... Razam was truly a drunken whore. We actually are not. We're just drunk. <laughs> oh. I will say... Um, okay, so here's an example. The morning you bitches took off to go do something very simple and easy. I was left with Tristan and Bo, and I had to pack 11 sandwiches for the beach that day while these three whores are out prancing around on a golf cart, hanging out in a bird blind, conjuring up a book where, oh, who, guess who dies? The bitch making fucking sandwiches <laughs> and caring for everybody. So, yes, as you can see how it's going, like, that's a great example of what I was doing and what you were doing. It's true. You did die Taking first. Taking up ways That's to true. die. <laughs> there was no adult. <laughs> None. <laughs> We're leaving a four and a three-year-old. Hey, tough it out, dudes. <laughs> of course. Mm-hmm. Oh, of course not, because she, she got her fucking Merlin app going. She's like, oh, my God, there's a brown speckled pear. Oh, my God, there's a white whistle walker. Oh, my God, this shit. That's exactly accurate. That is so accurate. Yeah, so. Anyways, while I'm slaving away, like, fucking um, feeding the homeless over here, that's what they're doing. Well, if I stop having a lot of tasks, I'll stop doing that. You know who else thinks it's probably fun here? The fucking aliens. Can I real quick hop on, hop on to aliens? And then we'll move on to the book. Guys, I promise you're probably like, wrap it up, sluts. But okay, in case you've been under a rock, three former military officers came out, had a congressional hearing, and they straight up said the government's hiding information about UFOs to you guys, which they're trying to call UAPs now, like... It's like Mean Girls. You're stop trying to make fetch happen. Like stop trying to make right. UAPs happen. It's UFOs. Let's move on. Um, they testified in, about all the unexplained object sightings that they have seen and they have video footage of, and said there's non-human biological matter. Like my mind is fucking blown. So if anyone else is in the same boat, I've been heavily looking at alien memes, sharing them because I'm just like in a head spin right now. So that's been very interesting to me. I did not. I always thought there were aliens. Yeah, me too. Wow, well, again, I'm the weak link. <laughs> okay, well, well, <laughs> well, Stein's I did it. Bitch. I mean, we grew up in a heavily, 
heavily religious uh, household, and I guess I was always taught that there weren't any, and I just was like, yeah, of course not, because it was like safe. <laughs> now, <laughs> they're here, and it's not safe. I don't know. I'm my mind is blown. I'm going down rabbit holes. Like I am deep diving. It's been fun. Can we go back to what the fuck a UAP is? Does anybody even know what that means? Aerial. Yes, unexplained aerial phenomenon. What the fuck? No, that's dumb. Okay. That's dumb. That's. <laughs> no, they're trying to make something happen. Yeah. Samantha's like Karen, where she puts her K on backwards in the mirror on Mean Girls. <laughs> nice. You can't sit with us. Nice. Okay. <laughs> and you're going to be like, and you're, um, I'm not like a regular mom. I'm a cool mom. <laughs> yeah. What was those fuzzy velour PJs called? Shit. Juicy. Yeah. 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 The juicy on the ass. <laughs> Please do it, Samantha. Please do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Stephanie had a um, alleged alien sighting. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> 
Was that before or after you texted that you called Quentin? That you texted to the group? Okay, I was just wondering, like, how long you were going to take to warn us of the alien invasion. Interesting. Interesting. Very interesting. This is why I worry about tomorrow. Because we got these fucking millennial, borderline Gen Zs running the world for us. Roseanne, what the fuck would you have done, anyway? What would you have done, Roseanne? If it was coming, what were you going to do? Pack your, Put on pack my a lunch. fucking aluminum foil hat. Come <laughs> guys. Yeah. Let me make 11 Maybe sandwiches. Make <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. You're fucking right, I am. True. Yeah. Yes. Surprisingly. Yeah. Well, yes. Thank you. Thank you. So you... <laughs> wow. Oh, wow. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, you should, yeah. I know you're getting yeah, all you red okay? chested. Get some water. <laughs> it, was like, it was like um the next morning after the horrors drunken night, we were on the boat and Ben took us for a little uh you know, just a little boat ride with the boys and we saw some dolphins. This bitch, I'm pretty sure almost orgasmed when she saw five together. <laughs> she was like, Oh my god and she was like, They hooked back up and I'm like, Are you okay? She was like literally freaking out because she saw one after another. And it was just True. like, you know, in quick succession, like she was just jizzing all over the place. I was like, okay, <laughs> are you all right? No, it was, it was the sentence. It was like, oh my God, they hooked back up. <laughs> it was that exact sentence. It was just so funny to me. I was like, oh, my God. No wonder Bo's so dramatic. Just, you know, like, I remember that. I remember Bo's drama. Bo was so excited about what was happening on the boat. I, I have the video of her. Yeah, it was, it was honestly the cutest yeah. thing I have ever seen. He gets his drama from you. Yeah, hardcore. Yeah.
you're you're very you're very hype about everything yeah yeah for sure (laughs) do not edit (laughs) i can't wait to post a lot of pictures of flowers that look like penises later (laughs) yes i know she's so disgusting (laughs) Wow. Everything's a penis. Yeah. Phallic symbol. Everything. What is she, Elton John? Thinks but you know what? Penis. I did. I did watch this thing on the History Channel because I'm, you know, it's what I watch when I go to bed. And there was a whole episode on nothing but phallic symbols and their symbolism in like, so in like society. It's a true thing. So I don't know where mom, why mom's so obsessed with it, but she is. It's a thing. Maybe she watched the show. I don't know. Oh God! Let's Ugh. change this conversation. <laughs> well, are we done bantering? Shall we get into the book <laughs> for oh. our long-awaited <laughs> new episode? Where we've talked nothing but shit for 39 minutes now. Okay. Episode 47. Just kidding. Episode 6. The Quiet Tenant by Clemence Michelon. You like how I did that? Hey, that wasn't yeah, bad. Yeah, I did. Wow. <laughs> it it was wrong. She's French. She's French. So I'm not going to try and say her name again, because I'm going to let Rosie be the one. But So we all know clearly she's from France. So she's French, right? Um, we did a little bit of background study. She has a lot more information than some of our other authors that we've had to research before. Um, and she's like she's not just an author for novels. She's a, like an active journalist, which I thought was pretty cool. Uh, she studied political science and journalism in both Paris and London, and then earned her master's degree in Columbia University, um, which... If I'm not mistaken, the character also went to Columbia for journalism in this story. So there's that. Um, she's written a lot of articles. So you can literally just Google her name and read a half of her stuff. She does have a lot of it on her website. She's written things like The Three Missing Men from Alcatraz, which is a pretty cool story. I've watched a story on that. Um, D.B. Cooper, which is like the only um, unsolved hijacking in America. He's that crazy guy that like 
stole 200k and jumped from the plane in a parachute and no one's ever seen him since kind of cool dude uh she covered harry weinstein's trial she also did this really infamous interview with liam neeson um i'm gonna let you guys google it but the title of it is rape race and how i learned revenge doesn't work so google it read it you're you're gonna love it um it's actually very she's she's really really excellent journalist actually um she also when i was googling her i noticed that she just wrote a new article last month um and this one's actually about the long island serial killer rex humerman which we've all talked about him recently he's the guy that over the years has been killing all these girls anyway um she wrote this uh, article on him and it's called our fascination with serial killer next door so i just thought it was fitting since her new book is about that um she actually wrote at the end of it her closing part was if a killer is the man next door then the people he's killing are the friends next door the mother's next door the daughter's next door i just thought that her way of Writing that kind of gave nod to some of the women inside this character book that we're about to go over. Um, so I thought that was cool. <clears throat> I did not, excuse me, I did not know this, and I don't know where you found it, Roseanne, but clearly she loves Taylor Swift, which is kind of cute because I like Taylor. Um, um, real quick. What? I was just going to say, I don't think she loves Taylor, oh. but she just said when she was writing this book, she she sometimes listens to music. Um, and in this particular book, writing this one, she listened to that song Betty on repeat. And so, of course, I had to go listen to it just to like see. And it's decent. It's kind of sounds like um, folksy. Yeah, I guess. Um, but yeah, if like, real quick, if you're a Swifty, get a fucking life. Continue, Vanessa. Was that me? <laughs> Whoever. Whoever's a fucking Swifty, get a life. Okay, go on, Vanessa. <laughs> I don't think I'm a Swifty for the record. I just like her music sometimes. Look, Samantha, if you dress up you in too. tutus, if you go, no, if you, <laughs> if you wear a tutu and drop that much money on a concert, then you need to get a life. I would go. I put my name in the hat for the new one. Well, she also, um, her concert and cited a earthquake. Like there was a two point something earthquake that happened from her fans dancing in the stadium. That's awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> okay, look. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm just, a, I'm just a cynical bitch. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. Okay. Yeah. I think okay. it's awesome. If, okay, if somebody wants to buy me a ticket, I'll go and I'll report back. Call it like research, okay? I will never buy you a ticket for research like that. Okay, moving the fuck on. And, and <laughs> I wasn't saying you, like someone rich who's listening and like, you know what? I need to prove you wrong and show you what she's about. That's what I'm saying. If Roseanne goes to that concert before I do, I swear to God, whoever gave her a ticket is going to be on my list. Okay, I'll allow it. I'll allow it. Okay. Okay, anyway, back to our author. Um, one of the other things I learned about her when I was doing some research stuff is that she started 
she liked this genre or got into it from reading her mom's paperback collection of Mary Higgins Clark, which is kind of cute because, like, we've all read some of her stuff, right? So I just thought that was adorable. And um, shout out to Lucky's Girl Alive. That was another one that she really liked. Roseanne, I think you really liked that movie with Mila Kunis. So um, I thought that was cool that some of her stuff comes from that as well. So, yes, the book and cool the movie was good. I'll allow her one downfall to be Taylor Swift, whatever. Um, So this was her debut thriller here in the United States, but I guess she wrote a book in French. Um, I don't know the name because no one put it in the outline, but it's, let me just tell you guys the premise of this book so I can real quick roast it. It's about a, this is real. It's about a bodybuilder who is tasked with running her sister's bakery. It's a book about bodies and the ways in which we try to feel at home in them. Can we, can we marinate on that for just a second? At me, at me, Clemence Michelon. Let's talk about why this is a book. I might have to just read a little bit and just be like, what the fuck is this? Or wow, she's onto something. There is a reason. (laughs) I still feel like we're butchering her name based on just the audible version of the way that they read her name. Jesus Christ. Oh. That's cute. I don't know. Um, well, is this it? The time, last time I thought I was dead was a long time ago. The U.S. version? Is that the That's same not thing? the name of the book. No. La dernière fosque Jacques Mayor City il y a a long time. <laughs> Okay, I think I found the right page. Well, I think I did a fucking great job. Yeah. Yeah, I did. Yeah. It's called class. Oh. Culture. It's called culture, diversity, and 42. Okay. Uh, Moving on. Shall we dive into characters? Is Samantha ready? We're ready, bitch. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. 
Correct. And I did want to say that they, I don't think they ever did say why he dropped out of the military. I don't know if he got discharged. It's one of my unanswered things we'll dive back into later, but I don't think they quite said. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Poor thing. I only knew Emily. I never... Yeah. No last name. Nice job, Sandy.
Can we talk about the traumatic event in air quotes that caused her to hide in the woods? <clears throat> Call me a shallow bitch or whatever, but I don't feel like the fact that you got roofied at a bar is an is such a traumatic event that you have to go into the woods and discover yourself. It's not like the bitch got raped. It's not like she wound up somewhere she wasn't supposed to be. She just got fucking roofied, cry me a river. So this is what happened. You wanted to be dramatic. <laughs> you go I'm out saying, in the woods. Jesus Christ. <laughs> look, look, I roofied myself for fun, bitch, okay? You want to talk about me being old and haggard now? I did it shit for fun back in the day, okay? <laughs> I wasn't traumatized. I had a great fucking time. I just felt like that was, when I got to that part in the book, I was like, this is her traumatic life event. Like, that's fucking lame. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So one of the things I thought, I know, one of the things I thought was that maybe there must have been, because I felt like, just like you, Stephanie, I felt like that part of the story was like, maybe not fully developed. Like maybe there was more to it and they had her cut it out for whatever reason, because it it should have been more than just what it was. Like she shouldn't have just ended up in a, like, it doesn't make sense that that's what she used as what made her stronger than him after five years of daily rapings. I just, that part I didn't. It felt like it was missing something. Like maybe they cut it out or... Anyway. I thought maybe they left something off. Um, well, then I thought... Do you want to stay on this topic? Or I thought maybe something happened with the brother's suicide note. That part, I didn't fully understand. I didn't know if he was straight up blaming her for his attempted suicides. Did you guys... Can you guys shed light into that for me? He was. I would say he was. Yeah. But did they say Why?
I liked her, um, she had like all of these like rules to staying alive. So I did like that part of, of her thought process of how she, I don't even, I didn't even write them all down because they were, were sporadic throughout the book. But um, I did like that she had these rules that she would follow in order to keep herself moving through the, the years. Um, right. And there was one night he um, fucked the Emily girl and then came back home and fucked Rachel too. Yeah, so that was weird. He's a Marine, so. I was just saying he, wait, what, what, wait. Mm -mm. I was just saying the guy was a Marine, so that's why he was very. And also, you know but he, he beat her up a couple times, though. This was, no, this is not what that was. This this is me going in a straight line and hammering it down. And sorry if that sounded like something totally different. Actually, this may actually be what it's like. I'm not sure, but. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like the Marine position. Got it. <laughs> Correct. Correct. Mm -hmm. 
dinner that he would cook. Can we just talk about that really fast? Like, okay, my husband cooks almost every night. So, like, I mean, is he, like, making little extra snacks for the slave in the back shed? I'm just curious. Like, is that, isn't that weird? Why, why was the wife never alerted to the excess food that just, <laughs> you know? I don't know. Not the whole time. Oh, okay. It's fair. That's fair. That's fair. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so Aiden Thomas let's dig into our Susie homemaker serial killer next door one interesting interesting part of him yeah because he was it was interesting. He, he was interesting, yeah. just dynamic guy. Um, and one thing that stuck out was how all his slaughters happened during an important life event. And we see that during the chapters where it says, you know, whatever number killing this is. And the girl will start off by saying she has cancer again or I'm have, she, he's having a baby or, you know, all those things like that. So it's interesting that all these important life events sparked something in him to go out and do some murder. Any thoughts? Nine. It was nine. Nine. Wow. I I will pay that. I will pay that to offload that task. <laughs> For sand. God damn it. I'll get you a retainer, baby.
I think that's what saved him. Yeah, because he was the boy next door. Like, he wasn't suspected, not by anybody. While, while being a member of, yeah, he was also a member of community. Like, he was very involved in the, like, people knew who he was. He was the guy who people would go to if they needed something or, you know, he was a staple, which is, I mean, he was a visible member. That's not somebody who just hides away in a hermit mode and can do all of this stuff privately. He was open about it. So I don't know how he got away with what he did and nobody knew. I was always curious who the women were, like, where they were from, because I don't think that... Like, how far did he go to travel? Was it when he was out Lyman working or whatever? Like, you know, he always used that saying, I'm up high, I can see everything. So was he really just sitting up there waiting for a woman to walk by every day to see who he's going to pick that week or whatever? I mean, I just kind of wish some of those details were in it. Right. I think, yeah, that is always his, like, go bag, right? Like, he always has it ready for spur of the moment, like, grab and do something with, right? Right? Okay, that's what it is, right? Okay. Yeah. okay. I know. I always wondered that. Yeah, I was always curious if he would visit her after one of his little escapades, or if it was he was visiting her and then going out to find his person if that was what was happening 
But that's because I thought he and Emily were like longer period of time of knowing and being around each other. But I don't know that that's actually accurate. After reading it round two. I thought they had a, like a long relationship, but I don't think that's the case. At all. Right. Well, so there was a moment when they talk about her when she was a teenager, she, I think she was around his daughter's age. So like 13 and he's already married at this point. So he's um, at least 10 years older than her at least. And I find it interesting that nobody in the town was ever shocked by the possible relationship happening there. Like nobody. Right. After his wife. Correct. Well, cause no one, it wasn't really a known relationship though. Only like a few of her bar friends saw them together. But they didn't go out on dates and shit. It wasn't a known thing. Yeah, it was very hush-hush. Yeah. He was when when he faked the car breaking down, when he faked the truck breakdown, he was going to. But he to. backed out. Yeah, but he backed out. Because someone saw them. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He was definitely going to take her. Yeah. 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 He wasn't, like, incapable of having a real relationship either, Sammy. So it wouldn't be too far off to think he was actually trying to have a relationship because he had a wife, he had a child. Like, he was capable of actually being in a normal relationship, although they didn't dive in and into the insides of his marriage. But I don't know.
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Bitch is going down. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. find it weird though that he had an intimate relationship with her like he I mean they had a, a a fuck session in the the pantry or whatever it was why would he do that if it, this was not like somebody he was because he would have just held her down and raped her later when he kidnaps her but in this moment he like chose to have like this intimate relationship moment with her which is weird it's kind of against his mo because he didn't do that with any of the other women that we're aware of um, so it is a weird line that Samantha, it's a hard line there. I get why Samantha was not really sure. And maybe none of us know that's, maybe that's the point, but I mean, I don't think that he would have done that if it was just about the stalking and doing what he did to the other women. Cause the other women were not, he didn't have relationships like that with them in any way. You don't know. I felt like those were some of the, maybe some of the details I wish I could have, not that I wanted to read about the, the sexual parts the whole time, but I would have liked to have, like, I felt like there were some plot holes in that sense. Like, you don't really truly grasp the nature of some of the things that he does to these girls. And maybe that's a good thing. Maybe we sleep better at night because we don't know. Um, but, No. kind of like that I don't have his oh I was I was yeah. pissed that the last chapter really? of this book was not Aiden's perspective and we finally get a glimpse into his head into the type of husband he was um you know why he did the things he did um and they didn't really say why he did it, why he got kicked out of the military I want to know if there was something that sparked that was he doing something he wasn't supposed to be doing he got discharged like they never said anything of that like why did he get into the medical stuff like why did that fascinate him like I just want to know all these things and we didn't get that at all I was a little bummed but I think in real world in real world situations you don't ever truly know why someone chooses to do the things that they do and I think that's the point of this book I mean she's she's a, a true journalist she understands that concept and this book is just meant to 
kind of bring light to some other stuff about some of the victims versus the actual killer. We as people are always fascinated by the the person, the killer, the serial killer himself. And a lot of times we forget about the victims. And I think that she did a good job of only mentioning the people impacted by his actions, not him at all. Like he's not even part of the equation. You don't ever get fascinated with who he is as a person. You care more about the people he touches and how their lives are impacted by it. So I thought it was good because of that. I was too. What's what's yeah. the saying that even criminals have morals or whatever it is? Like, yeah. <laughs> good job, Aiden. Yeah. 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 Agreed. Yeah. All right, Cecilia. Before we move on god damn it stephanie i don't think so mm -mm. I definitely don't think that she knew what was happening. I think, I mean, we've all been in our parents' basement. It's a fucking atrocious nightmare. I'm not going to go dig through every fucking box and look inside and see what's happening in there. I doubt she, that's, she was going down there to touch her mother's thing. She's not going to rummage through all the multitudes of boxes in their basement, their dingy, dirty little basement. That's not what she was there for. And I, I actually was curious if she was the one that was like going and sitting um, in that little card table with the little folding chair and I can just picture her sitting there and holding her mom's like little little um, uh, Sweater and just sitting there and having her little moment by herself like I really I Loved her as a character. I thought she was so 
sweet and like I felt horrible for her that she, of what she had to go through. Just I, I laughed, I chuckled to myself when um when Rachel's talking about doing her little escape moment and they're having that party and she's talking about Cecilia being this the purple blob in a dark chair and I'm just like I'm like envisioning one of my kids in one of those disgusting gross like Haley has a purple furry blanket and everything so I'm like picturing her in the corner in the dark room with all the people around and like talking to nobody like I envisioned my own daughter in that moment so I felt like that's why I kind of liked this girl um she clearly had a very like deep relationship with her father because of what had happened with her mother. I mean, she lost her mother for several years. It's not like it was a sudden thing. She watched her disappear and that's a hard thing to do as a teenage girl. And so she bonded with her dad who clearly um, has like um, control issues. So she couldn't be her own person. She couldn't do her own thing, but she still loved him because he took care of her and she felt comfortable in that sense. It's the only person she had left. I don't think she would have ever suspected that her dad was hiding someone in their shed and raping her every night. I don't think that he would have, she would have ever, that would have ever crossed her mind that this guy that everybody in town loves, that her mother trusted her with, would be this person that did that. And if you do any research in true crime stuff or hear about family members of serial killers or people that do really horrible things, they are the first to say, I, I had no idea. I would have never guessed because you're not looking for that in somebody that you love. You're not trying to find those horrible things inside of them like that. Yeah. <laughs> well, this is the second one, right? That we've read that has a Cecilia. Nina and Cecilia, what is it? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But she thinks she does. So she goes off to school and thinks that Rachel leaves. So she has no idea. I don't know. I just, I felt like her dad did a good job of keeping her sheltered and being the kind of the control person who monitored everything that happened in her life. So she didn't get to have a voice or thought of her own. And... She was going through her own bullshit. She doesn't give a shit about Rachel enough to pay that much attention to her. I don't think so. And Emily. That's it. 
Yeah, agreed. Yeah. Did you have any theories while reading? I I didn't because I felt like this book didn't write that way. Like there was a, I think the whole time you were just waiting for her to leave. I don't think there was ever really a theory moment. Um, so I never really had like any of that. I, I felt like there were a lot of moments I think she could have left and she didn't in those moments, which I thought were... Like, I want to say, okay, I understand why victims who are kidnapped when they're really young and they grow up into that life, so they're kind of like, it's kind of embedded into who they are to become this person who's taught not to speak, not to do whatever, but she was kind of grown. Like, she's in a, and I understand she's getting raped every night or whatever, but there's moments where she could have clearly spoken up or said something or done anything to draw attention, and I felt like she just never even though you're reading and listening to her mind and what she's going through, there are so many times that she could have just done the tiniest of things that would have alerted somebody to something and she never took the chance. And I, 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 I struggled with that in this story, reading it. So for me, that was the only theory part for me was I always like, well, what the... I always thought she was going to speak up or somebody was going to be there to help her or come to her rescue in some way, shape, or form and it just never, ever panned out that way in any way um i did think for a minute maybe the judge was involved after their little interaction um so i had a little split moment where i did think that maybe aiden was part of a bigger a bigger thing that maybe the judge was in it. yeah the, like the town was part of something that's why everyone loved him so much is maybe there was some sort of little hidden something happening um obviously that didn't happen either so do we want to get into all the times that she could have left, but she didn't? Yes, it is. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm.
What would she have been doing, killing women? Okay. I had zero theories. Not one. I know. <laughs> she just reads it. Well, like Vanessa said, I felt like the book didn't write that way. Like I figured it was all going to yeah. be, we were going to figure everything out. So I didn't, I didn't bother. And also I was reading in fucking four days. I was craving like I was prepping for the SAT. So no time to think. <laughs> I don't think that's how you're supposed to prep for the SATs, <laughs> for the record. <laughs> Kids don't do that. Um, what's the lowest? Don't tell it. Don't, no, don't tell it. No, I think I was a nine, 900. That's pretty low. Oh, that's, that might it. be the lowest. <laughs> I took it twice. I, I scored higher the second time. I maybe made it to 1100. But what's the lowest? Seven or six? Oh, I thought it was nine. The lowest is not nine. You know what? I'm going to dig these bitches up and prove my worth. I feel like okay. I'm getting scrutinized. Also, I was on uh, Fettermine when I took my first SAT. So. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Fettermine, back when it was allowed, okay to take it, at, I bought it at Kroger because it was you were allowed to buy it at the grocery store. That was <laughs> the stuff that, like, the diet. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I think I remember mom giving it to me. Nice. Yeah, yeah. she had she, some. She got some. Too. Yeah. Yeah. Mom, mom used to give them out. That was, yeah. That was yeah, I was like, <laughs> I was so impressed that morning because. <laughs> well, that morning I took the Fetterman before I went to the SATs. I, the whole car, it was a whole group of us, and we they all stopped at McDonald's and got food. And I was like, I don't even fucking want McDonald's. This smells like shit. Like, I was like, oh, wow, this stuff really works. So I was not only not um, satiated food-wise, I was, like, cracked out on Fettermine my SAT. So that was the vibe <laughs> I was in during the crucial test. <laughs> okay. Thrice now. I'm just kidding. <laughs> God, she, it pissed me off. <laughs> yeah. Um, the first one, so Aiden left the handcuffs undone. And she closed them and told him later, hey, by the way, you forgot to handcuff me. He's like, oh, damn, really? And I guess that was just her way of trying to get him to trust her. Which, okay, fine. Oh, did he? Hmm. Was it or was he just talking shit to just say some stuff to her? I don't know that it... I think he was just an idiot and he was just too proud to say that he fucked up because hello again he's a marine so he's not going to just like accept that he fucked up that's just not a thing that they do so yeah exactly i don't think that he intentionally did it i think he was just saying that to make to fuck with her more i know god <laughs> yeah 
I know. I know. I was I was about to say pretend you're okay. pretend you're dying of no. cancer and your In her defense, are obliterated. Yeah, can chemotherapy 100% destroys your sense of taste, your sense of smell, your everything everything. The chemo makes everything metallic. You smell and taste nothing. So in the woman's defense, there's no way she would have known that he was doing that. If he came home, if he changed before he went into a room, if she had been recently on treatment, like she would have not known. There's no way. And I doubt she had a sexual drive because chemotherapy also totally destroys that. So he was probably like, fuck, she's on it again. I got to go destroy a woman because I have no other way of doing it. Mm -hmm. All right. Um, how about the next time when Aiden ran out of the house to meet Emily because she was doing a, she was going to just stop by. Mm -hmm. And Aiden left his phone, car keys. And at this point, she was already starting to form like a semi-escape plan. But she still didn't leave because she didn't want to leave old Cecilia. Granted, this was when she thought dad was still pulling the late night stop in. But still... She chose not to save herself. And that was a little infuriating to me. That one really annoyed me. Yeah, I don't know. And that was weird, too. I don't know. Yeah. She went. Uh, no, I was just going to say, with um, Cecilia didn't just go with Rachel the second time. Like, Rachel did it with a gun. So it wasn't like she went willingly with her. Now, she did continue to run with her after she finally said, look, I need you to know I'm running for a reason. This isn't because of whatever. Yes, I understand. I took you by gun. But so Cecilia didn't really know. Like, I mean, she's a, a teenage girl. She's not sure what the fuck she's doing. But there's a lady with a gun who's telling her to run who she thought she bonded with. So now she's confused. But she's she knows there's something weird going on with her dad now. And she doesn't. And she knows that they're running to a police station. So why the fuck wouldn't you go to the police station? I would go too at that moment because Wes is the safest place I'm going to go regardless of whether you have a gun or not. Like, I know. Um, there was something happening there. She was afraid of her dad, obviously, because he does have rage issues. She saw it earlier, so if I'm having to run too, do I run back to my dad who I know has serious psycho rage moments and that? I don't know. Um, I don't think she was running with Rachel because she liked Rachel or anything. I think she just was confused and didn't know what she was doing. I really thought Cecilia was not as smart as I think that we are giving her credit for. I don't. I think she was slightly naive, going through grief overwhelmed by everything that was happening to her she just got held up by gunpoint by this woman she's running to a police station i just don't think she knows what else she's supposed to do oh did you mm, i like that share yeah share <laughs> yeah yeah yeah
Yeah. Um, how about this infuriating missed escape? When Aiden took Rachel out for a drive into town, they're, you know, just sitting on, on the curb and like the judge walks up and is having a conversation and he's like, oh, I'm sorry, who are you? And like, literally, she could have said, I'm being held captive. Like, look at me. I look like shit. I'm, <laughs> he's got me chained up somewhere. And she didn't say anything. Like, this one also was infuriating for me. I, that one, that one was hard for me too, but that's where I thought maybe the judge was in on it. And maybe I can see why she might have thought that because of how casual it was, how much this guy was like, oh, hi, I know you. Like, we're good friends. Let's have a little chitty chat moment. I could see how she felt like, am I, if I even spoke right now, would it even save me? Or is this guy also maybe potentially a bad guy? I could see why she was like somebody look at me see me see me that has to be probably the most infuriating thing as a missing person who is a kidnapped for years that nobody recognizes you you've been gone that long you have been forgotten for that because you've been gone that long that's got to be in her head i would have just been screaming like screaming at the top of my lungs somebody see me i that part was hard for me because I would have wanted to scream very loudly. And I I get also why she couldn't as a survival thing. So that was a hard one. Those parts to me were not as infuriating as later when he was like, I need you to watch my kid for a week while I'm gone. Yeah. What the fuck? Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and she put it right out the fucking door. Hard. Like, day yeah. one, I'm out of here. Yeah. Don't walk yeah. the dog. I've got it. Like, what the fuck? Like, yeah. that was hard for me. Yeah. Agreed. Um, well, he asked her, you know, hey, I got to work. Cecilia was home from school. Could you just, like, keep an eye on her? And he was like, you know, I have cameras. And he just, like, pulled up an app on his phone. And she just saw, like, you know, some blinking lights. You know, she hasn't seen technology in five years. It was probably, like, a demo. I feel like he probably lied about the cameras just to, like, scare and keep her indoors. Um, but, but yeah, she, she just walked around, just waltzed around and just lived life for a week. That, 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 that's the part that bothered me. Camera or not, that motherfucker is gone. His truck yeah. is not there. You <laughs> yeah. know he's not there. What are you doing? I... Yeah, like... 
Dear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Camera or not, that was hard for me. That was a hard. And I understand the whole Stockholm syndrome that you're talking about, but I in every horrible kidnapping story, they will tell you that was their time to go. Camera or not, they knew it when that person was gone. They made their escape. Like those girls that were in that house where the neighbor happened to come, the male person or whatever it was, and they took their one they had been in that house. For 10 years they had children with this man for yeah. a long time and they took their chance when he was not there that was the one time that he was not there and she let a week go by before the she was like one time he left that door unlocked and she was like I she know. didn't even think fucking twice she's like no she here. didn't she even welcomed random strangers into the house like that stuff was hard for me to swallow as i don't care stockholm or not like you know camera or not you you could have gone she even took the time to go downstairs and explore his basement while he was gone with cameras that she knew cameras were there and she still did it But she had trinkets already. She already had other people's stuff. He was giving to her as gifts. So she already had belongings of these other girls. And she knew she did before she ever found these Polaroids. So in this week period that she could have made her escape, she instead was like, let me go find some proof first. Even though I know he's watching me on camera. Her fingerprints would have been on it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Not just that, the sunglasses, the sunglasses she wore into his house. I don't know, I just, she could have taken anything from inside of his home and ran with it and said, this is where I was, I have proof, I have this. Go ask his daughter, for Christ's sake. I've been living in that house for however many time. Go ask Emily, I've already welcomed her into my house before. I, she knows I'm there. Ask her if she thinks I was the cousin. But still, that still wasn't enough to stop her from going into the basement into his personal belongings, but it stopped her enough to run for her life. That's what I'm saying. So knowing that he was going to come and probably do something horrible for, to her if she was doing something she wasn't supposed to, so instead of running for her life to save her life, instead she explored his basement and his personal belongings. That didn't make sense to me.
exploring his personal belongings. Exploring his personal belongings. So she still chose to explore his personal belongings. Doesn't matter. She was doing that. I, I know why she was, I understand why she was doing it, but she did do that. So she risked exploring his personal belongings, knowing he would probably kill her for doing it. That was a bigger risk than running for her life. Maybe. I still. Yeah. Yeah. I loved his last one. Um, this is off topic for five seconds, but I loved his last killing girl, like number nine. And she was all like, he didn't expect me to fight back, but I sure as hell did. And I fought like hell. And I props to that one because I would 100%, I feel like all of us would have gone down fighting to the bitter end. Like that guy would walk away with black eyes, scratches, his balls would be probably ripped off. Like there's so many things that would have happened to him by the time we were done. And so I just felt like she was like one of our kindred spirits. Like, good job going down fighting. Nice job. guys have any inklings as to why Cecilia's grandparents did not like Aiden? I think they probably saw how controlling he was. I think they saw yeah. through him. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, that I was an unanswered thing for me that, you know, and why did they kick him out of the house so quickly? Um, and I, you know, Cecilia had made a comment about, they don't like my dad much. I don't know why. Um, so I just didn't know if that was something we didn't, I didn't pick up on or if y'all knew. So I felt like pausing. Hi, heaven. <laughs> um, I felt like that part was, was another hard thing because it, we are all parents, right? So if our child leaves in any way, shape or form, whether they die from whatever extending terms, whatever the case is, would we kick out, even if we hate him or her, 
the other person with our grandchild in that house? Would we force them out into the God knows where, or would we want them to be kept close inside something that we are know that that child is being well taken care of? Would we do that? I wouldn't. I wouldn't, no. Unless I knew he was, mm-hmm. something was wrong or fucked so, up, yeah. But would we have then just left our grandchild out into the open, unknown of where they are, where they're living, how they're being cared for, or would we want them to be in something that we can at least know that they're take, they're okay inside of? That part was hard. So I felt like maybe her grandparents were actually not good people just for that very reason, regardless of whether or not they had a problem with Aiden. I just felt like they were just not good people because they willingly were like, fuck you, get out of the house. We're going to sell it. Go figure it out with our grandchild and just figure it out. But at the end, Cecilia went to go live with her grandparents and the cop made a point of telling Rachel, or she was May at this point repeatedly, like, she has a good family. She's in good hands. So... Uh, they always have to say that, and uh, that's just her next of kin or her only kin left. So okay. it's either that or the state. Mm-hmm. Mm-mm. I think it was too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But do you kick then, do you kick out your grandchild out of the home that they've known their whole life? That part's weird to me. That part is where I'm wondering, like, are they even really good people then in that sense? Because even if they didn't vibe with him, would they kick him and the daughter out out of the only place that they've ever known right after their daughter died and do that to their grandchild? I don't think so. Is he not paying rent? Maybe. Maybe. It's not for him, it's for the grandchild. See? 
weird. It's weird. Clemmy. Clemmy. <laughs> Me neither. And it even impacted her. She even made it a, made it a point, like Cecilia even made it a point to comment about how much that bothered her, that she was snatched from this home that she loved. And she never had a fond word to say about her grandparents about that either, other than she left what she, the only place she's ever known in her life right after her mother died. He may have. It could have been very much so. Mm -hmm. See, and that's why I say I think, I think Cecilia was much more naive than we give her credit for. I think that she truly did have Stockholm syndrome and she saw something in her father that she had to be this like very submissive, pick me up when you have, I can never go on a ride. I can never do these things. So when what's her face tried to take her, her reaction, this screaming reaction is a true reaction of someone who does have Stockholm syndrome from that situation. I don't think that what's her face truly had Stockholm. I think that she didn't have enough time to have that. But I could be wrong. I'm not a therapist, but I like your theory. Mm -hmm. Agreed. I mean, it could be. I, I mean, I could be, uh, we've never been, we've never been victims, like in that sense. So I, we've never, after a year, I think I would be like, holy fuck, there's color TV still. Like, I don't, <laughs> you know, she's been in a dark shed, no lights. Like there's a lot of things happening there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I do think there is a shed of that, that you've got to give her some credit for. That is a lot of in your face jeopardy like it's nothing watching jeopardy while you're eating dinner after you've been in a shithole for that long that's a hard thing to watch and experience and be a part of without it being a like a truly impactful thing for her and it, it had to have been so i don't want to discredit those things on her end that is a hard thing to go through but i just for me the snooping in the fucking basement was a a hard thing for me to stand behind <laughs> instead of her running. Yes, that was hard for me. I'm sorry, that was hard. All the other stuff I get, that was not one I got. That's enough information, that's it. Yeah. In today's society, of Me Too movement, that's all the fuck she needed to get out of that house. Sorry, but it is. 
And he's already introduced her to so many other people in town saying, it's my cousin. And she goes, I don't fucking know you. I am not that person. There's already stuff. He already talked to a judge for crying out loud. A very prominent member of the community. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean it that way. I'm just saying. <laughs> well, and I had a quick yeah. question. Okay, she was studying the map, and she's like, "I just got to get to this center." It it was described as a center, right? It wasn't described as a police station, right? Like, what was it described as? Oh, oh, okay. The center is the I'm dumb. center. Yeah. Oh. Okay. I can tell you right now, I know the symbol. I mean, everybody knows the symbol. It's the little, you can, you can make it out. The little symbol of the badge. You know that's a police station. Oh, okay. You know it on I, a map. That part, mm -hmm. I was like, wait, what is she running to? I thought maybe he had bodies buried. I didn't under no understand it was like a police station. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. If you, oh, so I didn't, I didn't see that. I didn't think that. I immediately thought she was talking about the police oh, station. I didn't catch on to that at all. Yeah. That's what I was figuring. I guess I did have a theory, huh? Okay. Oh, um, Rose. Let's capture this moment. <laughs> Cheers, Rosie. Let's and it was fucking good. Um, all right. I want to switch gears because okay. I have something um, just like funny. There was this blurb she talked about in the restaurant biz. And it was just this funny little sentence I'm going to read. Um, and it was Emily said it. She's like, when it's all over, we go out. She's talking about the dinner shift. It doesn't make sense, but it must be done. Even if we've all had enough of one another for the evening. Because if Saturday nights are a battlefield, then we are soldiers, and we must be able to exist together. And the way to do that is to drink. Anyone besides Vanessa worked at a restaurant? She had a stint at Applebee's. Anyone else experienced this bond, <laughs> trauma bonding at the restaurants? It's a fucking true thing. It's a true trauma bond moment. You are in the trenches. You're sweaty. You're hot. The day was fucking horrid. If you look down at your pants, they're covered in all kinds of things. You stink. It's like... And, and when you are having an intense couple hour shift like that, I mean, it can be six hour shift of just horror, right? Even at fucking Applebee's and this place sounds way cooler than that. <laughs> I mean, you, it's, it's, it, you have to go out, you have to have an unwind moment. We usually actually did it right there at the bar in Applebee's after everyone finished, we all sat there and you'd have one drink or two drinks or you hang out so with people. this is like true <laughs> statement, like you felt that. Yes. Yes, this is real. And here comes Greg to wreck the day. <laughs> what do you need? <laughs> it's water. <laughs> Replenish, woman. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's, what is Friday night? We're cutting into Friday Tawanda. night. Tawanda night. <laughs> Hi, hey, buddy. 
Hi. Oh, God. <laughs> so cute. Well, we are finishing up, so um, we let's move into our reviews. Does anyone else have anything else they want to discuss before we move on to reviews? Big time. Uh, it's this. No. <laughs> yeah. Look, she has a great moment in the shower. Good for her. Yeah, like. A long time. And yeah. she was 13. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. She is. Unfortunately, I think she is. So sad. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. I also felt like she had some serious, like, I mean, she's a bit of a psycho stalker herself. So it was almost like they were kind of fitted for each other. Um, just want to throw that out there. She's a creep who broke into his house. Yeah. I feel like, though, that's because we're fucked up that we think that way. And I think Clemmy was trying to make a point to highlight the women or the victims of people like serial killers like this guy, like Ted Bundy, like, you know, Rex, whatever the fuck his name is, the island killer guy that Humor just recently man. got captured. Humorman, yeah. I think that the point of her book was to talk about the other women and not being fucked up, just women who are just destroyed by men like this or by people creatures like this who just have no other reason other than just because they can I, I said men multiple times and then I said creatures oh I was gonna add like white man <laughs> entitlement <laughs> the Harvey Weinsteins of the world all these creeps right so, do you want to throw yeah. in like Republican <laughs> all right Too far, Roseanne. God, edit. Okay, edit. let's reviews. Let's review. Um, who wants to go first? Vanessa, you seem heated. Why don't you go? Okay. Um, you guys are going to bash me for this. Um, I actually, this is my first time reading her stuff. I do like that she made it a point to mention the women and we never heard from the guy because it is reality. You never sometimes know why the fuck someone chooses to do the, some of the horrible things they do. You just have to live with it. So I like that I never had to hear from him or his perspective. I did love hearing from all the different people in his life, from the woman who didn't know, from his daughter who's just been in it her whole life and just was just living, and from the woman who's been stuck, and from all the women he was killing in the moment of the killing. I liked those little tidbits. So I did like that part of her writing. Um, this was not the kind of book that you're like 
on the edge of your seat and you're like suspensed about it, it's more of like a slow burn the whole way through. It just kind of ends. There's not like some big climatic moment. Um, I gave it a three for that reason alone. Um, it, it does have its moments where this could have been like if she really dug into it and got nasty and dirty into the thoughts, it could have been a really standout book. I think she intentionally didn't do that for whatever reason. Um, and I support that reason for what I don't think she wants. I think she likes to sleep at night. So props to Clemmy for that. I like sleeping too. Um, so yeah, I gave it a, I gave it a solid three. Because I, because we are that way, but I understand why she chose not to. But I gave it a three. So if you want to read a thriller book without having to have the fucked up moments in your head, this is a good book to go through because it still gives you all of those things without having to read the gory stuff. You just envision on your own. Okay. Sorry. Sam? Okay. Um, I will finish it up. I feel like my review actually mirrors Vanessa's almost to the T, which is kind of weird. Um, I do like how it wasn't your typical serial killer book and that it did focus not on the killings, but more about the lives of the people outside of them. Because like you said, we really don't get that much. Um, but yeah, the failed escapes attempts annoyed me. The traumatic event really just grinded my gears and I, I don't know why but it did um the Aiden's point of view I was expecting that I didn't get it so I was kind of let down about that um and you know like you said Vanessa the this book really could have been a lot more than it was and like you said Steffi I'll give her some grace it's her first U.S. book we're a little different around here possibly even more fucked up than maybe any other country mm -hmm. <laughs> maybe that's why she didn't even dig mm -hmm. that way but um, I gave it three stars. 
Yeah, but I gave it three stars as well. Um, that's about it for me. So as we've said before, a three book in our record is a good book. That's a book that we would say, go ahead and have a, give it a whirl. It's something we would write. Go ahead and read it. It's, yeah. it's good. I so, mean, it was entertaining. We were all entertained, yeah. were we not? Yeah. Enough to where we just talked for a while. So yeah, I'd say we had enough to talk. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It did. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's right. Is that a French thing? I is it because they kiss on all cheeks all the time? Like I don't. Is that what it is? <laughs> like. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Good yeah. For you. <laughs> it's not going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. Emily does. Yeah. And I don't even know that Rachel knew she did that. I mean... Rachel, Rachel was know. hauling ass. Do you think she, she had heard no idea that Emily was <laughs> the wind in her hair? Right. Yeah, she had wind in her hair. She was fucking hauling ass. Yeah, yeah. Wind in hair. Mm-mm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they are. Yeah. I heard that you shit in bags if you're doing like the long ones that you like yeah. shit on the run, literally. You do? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's sick. Like, I'm sorry. Running is not that important. And you shit while you're running in a bag. Yeah? Mm-hmm. That's sick. Or you wear, like, a diaper and then just, like, run in your shits. They do. They have to. You can't stop. Mm-hmm. Mm-mm. <laughs> no. 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 If you stop, you lose. Mm-hmm. Guess what's more important than a PR? Getting the shit out of my ass that's just exploded as I'm running and I'm sweaty and getting rashed up. <laughs> We're saying no. <laughs> <laughs> to run for running, yeah. <laughs> You're running for fun. Let's talk about that. It's for fun. This is not like you're running for your life and so you're shitting because you're running for your life. I can get behind that. You're hauling ass because you were going to die. But you're just running for fun. And you shit yourself. (laughs) Yes. That is, I, I have heard of that. That is normal. Yeah. That's normal. That's disgusting. You could duck off in the woods for, come on, we can piss in one minute, can we not? 
Yeah, you can't stop. Okay. Well. Think of the hundred milers. Those are days, like even longer. There's some people that do like whole cross country situation. Those are days long. You are just destroying okay, well, here your is everything for days. Reason four hundred eighty three. <laughs> Why running is bad for you. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's it for me. Yeah, that's it for me. Cheers yeah. to fat and happiness. Yeah. Ding. I'm out of wine. Fuck. Let's let's end me this too. shit. <laughs> okay. I'm drinking the last. Let's move on. All right. <clears throat> We're ready for my one-off? Yes. Okay. Okay. You're going to want to hear this one, but okay. 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 <laughs> All right. So my one-off this month, I actually decided to stick with the serial killer theme um, and picked a new-to-me author. So kind of did a double whammy this time. Um, I picked All the Sinners Bleed by S.A. Cosby. Um this one I really, really liked. So uh, it is about a small town in Virginia. And there is a black sheriff. His name is Titus Crown. He's the very first black sheriff of this town. It's called Charon, which is just a cute name, I guess. Um, and the small town gets skyrocketed and just torn to pieces when a serial killer comes to town. Um, it starts off with the F he's an FBI agent, or was, before he gets elected. He's only been in office for a year, and the town already is in shambles over the fact that there's a black sheriff. So it's already a little bit on edge. And then here comes a serial killer to the mix. It gets really shaken to its core when it starts off with a school shooting. And the school, the perpetrator is actually um, a black member of society. He is around his mid thirties and he dabbles in some drugs, but he's not been harmful to anybody in town. So it's really disturbing that he is the shooter in this scene. And the person he targets happens to be the most beloved white school teacher. This guy who's been a teacher about 30 years. He's been the teacher for half the town. Everybody absolutely loves him. And so it just causes a big mix. And it starts to cause a big racial war in town between this um, black perpetrator and this white member of society. And they're all confused as to why it's been able to happen. The guy gets shot and killed by a white police officer on the school grounds, and the black sheriff didn't stop enough of it, so it starts to create this problem. But what people don't realize is during the investigation to find out why he targeted the school teacher, it is uncovered um, that there's a connection between the victims and between a local church and the disappearances of several young black children who've been reported missing and later found their bodies. Um, and they've all been tortured in some way, shape, or form through symbolic writings, all kinds of things of that nature. They start to realize that some of these other members of the community, prominent white members of the community, start to get murdered. So then they realize there was a serial killer in town outside of what they thought before. Um, it's a really good book, really good book. My favorite quote is by the actual sheriff himself. He said that evil is rarely complicated. It's just fucking bold. That's uh, true. I know. Yeah, I like I know. that. Um, I only listened to the audible version of this story 
and I would highly recommend anybody to listen to the audible of this. I absolutely love the narrator. I think it's probably why I gave it such high, high ratings. His name is Adam Lazar White. I want to give him a shout out because he's the reason I love this book so much, I think. Um, he's got a really deep southern drawl voice. He's clearly a black male, so he represents the character very, very well. He does each of the performances very, very well. Um, I gave it five stars. Highly recommend. Excellent book. If you like serial killer th thrillers in any way, um, it gets a little graphic sometimes, so if you can handle that, this is a good one too. I felt a little bit of pretty girl vibes out of it a little bit in some moments. There's some good stuff in there. The narration is phenomenal. Um, if you like any of that, and if you like anything that has to do with some of the horrors of American Southern history in any way, shape, or form, this book is a good one. So, highly recommend. All the Sinners Bleed by S.A. Cosby. Um, hey guys, wild thought. Uh, why wasn't this our podcast book? Because it sounds like really fucking good, right? For the record, I recommended it. I don't recall that. Yep, sure did. Go check the group chat. <laughs> if you would maybe step away from your boarding, boring historical fiction, we could perhaps find another one out of your genres to cover. This this was one. Oh, this anyway, one sounds good. Right. It's really good. It just came out. It's new. It's from July. So for anybody that's looking, this is he's written a bunch of other stuff. So maybe we pick one of his other books. He's got several several books. Okay. Okay. Um, Stephanie. <laughs> <laughs> the Alabama Riverboat Brawl. That's all you have to Google. Three Squat. simple words to Google to get some uh, immense pleasure and some great entertainment. Um, I'm going to, I'm got I got to find a picture of the Crocs. And we'll post it in the story for, and if you know, you know, but um, you should all probably know what this is at this point. And if you don't, just Google it and you'll be like, whoa. There's a lot of different angles too. So you'll get a lot of, a lot of different, oh, damn, I didn't see that part. <laughs> angles. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um, okay. Oldie but goodie. I had another book picked out, but I didn't love it and I only picked it going through some shit that I thought was vaguely on the same page. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I want some I fries. <laughs> I want fries too. Okay, that was so cute though. <laughs> okay, bye Bo. Now kick rocks, buddy. <laughs> Almost done. <laughs> he really is. He really is. Yeah, carbs. Yeah. I'm carving her up. <laughs> her tits are out in her ripped crop top. <laughs> I see that. I think hmm. I want to. Hmm. I'm going to go get some Mexican <laughs> tequila. Um, where was I going? Oh, Sorry, oldie but goodie. Yeah, oldie but goodie. God damn it, Bo, and your fries. Um, okay, Stephanie, you referenced earlier Black-Eyed Susans by Julia Haberlin. So I'm going to go with that one as our oldie but goodie. Um, it came out in 2015. Um, 
real quick, it's Black Eyed Susan refers to the nickname given to the murder victims because of the yellow carpet of wildflowers that flourished above their shared grave. Um, and it follows along the line of a 16-year-old girl who was found alive in a Texas field, barely alive amid a scattering of bones with only a fragment of a memory as to how she got there. Um, this book, I gave five stars. I think we all actually gave it very high rating when we all read mm -hmm. it and talked about it. It was really good. She has really great writing. Um, I'm not going to say too much else about it because I wasn't prepared to go there, but it's a good one, and you will definitely enjoy it. We all guarantee it. Okay. A long time ago. Where have you Before been? Before we became public with our book club. This is an old book. Hence, oldie, but a goodie. <laughs> when you weren't keeping up? Mm-hmm. No. It was always with you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She's drowning her sorrows and whatever she's mixing with. <laughs> and <Dubai>. more. What? <laughs> oh, yeah. You all were. No. What a slut. We weren't. Everybody has been side-piecing my shit for years now. You're not the only one. <laughs> Is that why it's so ragged and ran through? Yes. <laughs> That's why you can do this. <laughs> No toasty bun to catch it. <laughs> that was good. Jesus, it's not that bad. But... <laughs> okay. Are you bitches ready to Google? Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Are you sluts ready to Google? Yes. Okay. Aiden Thomas, can I get a hell yeah for Deacon Claiborne? And if okay. Charles Esten, yeah, yeah. There's even a point in the book where Rachel says, "How dare you have blue eyes? How dare you ruin that for everybody?" Yeah, that's a good um, one, Rosie. Yeah, the handyman guy, just the mm -hmm. guy with the lines around his eyes, handsome, older. Yeah. I thought about him the entire book. Who? No. <laughs> Give me a name. Oh, yeah. I'm. <laughs> Sandlot. <laughs> what the fuck? What? Wait, guys. Oh. 
He's fucking geriatric, why, you dumb Why boy. would you ever have him as the person? And Jesus. why didn't you just say Avatar? <laughs> Emily, Emily's not going to fuck this guy. Look at him. He's a walking this skeleton. Is, this is why Stephanie's not allowed to do this part of the segment. <laughs> no, Rosanna, carry on. I cannot wait to roast her for this choice. I cannot. Rosanna, carry on. How and why? The blind man. I'm just envisioning the blind man finding a way to pull semen out of a turkey baster and find her vagina and shove that in there. Moving on. Wow. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> okay, let me huh, regather myself from that. Um, okay, <laughs> Rachel. Um, I know I already chose her in another one, but for her, I chose Jenna Ortega um, again because I thought she would do really well. Why? 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 Rachel. No. I have someone else for Cecilia, and I'm going to fucking kill that one. Well, they talk about Rachel having, yeah, she was older. She started to have gray hairs. Yeah. Um, yeah. But she also had the dark hair, the winged eyeliner, the red lips, and that just reminded me of her. When she first got captured, but not throughout the entire rest of the story. Great. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she's absolutely adorable, and I think she's a cute I, person, but this... Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Don't edit. That needs to be edited. That out. That has to be out. That it has doesn't. to be out. That has to be out. I thought she, no, she's older than that. No, she's older than that. She's 20. Google it. Oops. I botched that one, didn't I? I thought she was older than that. Uh, she is young as fuck. Oh, well. Okay. Uh, anywho. Wait, pause. No, it could work because the girl's supposed to be in college when she gets first taken. I wasn't imagining Rachel being old at all. I imagined her When she first gets taken, she's in Columbia. She's in her, her writing stuff, and that's when the shit happens on campus, and she gets freaked out by her professors, so it could be realistic, except she has to be five years older, so maybe. Maybe. Roseanne, I'll say maybe. Okay, well, whatever. I can't be awesome all the time. I'll give you okay. a maybe. For Emily, I chose Lily Collins. Right? 
Vanessa. What has she been in? What has she been in? A whole oh, is she the daughter? Shit. The princess it, shit. No, she's not the daughter. She's Emily. No, no. Is she the daughter on the blind side? Oh, yeah. Okay. And she's okay. in, like, princess shit that I don't watch, but. Oh, well, why did you pick her then? Um, because her because her face captivated me as someone who I imagined Emily looking like and yeah, I don't know. Just came at me. I don't know. She's very good yeah. to me. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And yeah, okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. For Cecilia, I'm going to play you guys a song and see if you can guess who I chose. Let me get ready? my Shazam ready. Ready? Oh, oops. How do I get it off my AirPod? Oh, God. It's ringing a bell. Yay! You win, Sammy. Let me get you. How'd you get that? Uh, okay. So no, her name is good pick. her name Sam, is Sadie, Sadie name Sink. Yeah. Her name's Sadie Sink. Okay. Okay. Um. All right. That was it. What? Who invited her to the group chat? Why is she even here? Oh my God. Why is she here? Jesus. So dumb. She doesn't even know because she doesn't even understand her character in Stranger Things no. and how good she would be, so whatever. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. Just eat your cold fries and shut up, Wench. We'll fight about this later. <laughs> okay. Yeah, she would. Uh, Black Mirror is stupid. Every episode's different. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Give it a whirl. It's funny, too. It's funny, too. You're going to like it. Yeah, it's good. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I love Steve. I love Steve. And really not until I feel like the the last season was the scariest in terms of jump scares and stuff. Everything else was kind of like, eh, it wasn't really that scary. Really? Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Mm. Let's move on. Yes. Okay. Um, a couple TV shows, movies worth mentioning based off books. Um, there's a show called The Summer I Turn Pretty on Amazon Prime. They just released the second season. It's based on the summer series by Jenny Han. Um, I thought it might be a cute show to watch with your daughters. Um, it's about a girl caught in a love triangle between two brothers as she deals with her first love and first heartbreak during the perfect summer. 
Haley and I both watched the first one. She's already watched number two, but I'm forcing her to have a girls' night tonight, so we're going to start number two again so I can watch it. It's cute. Nice. It's cute. Mm-hmm. Okay. Give it a whirl. Um, there's also a show called Shelter on Amazon Prime based on the Mickey Bol- Bolitar series by Harlan Corbin. And it's the story of Mickey Bolitar and his new life with a mom in rehab, a dead father, an annoying aunt, and a new school in New Jersey. Um, I feel like it was giving me like Stranger Vibes, Stranger Things vibes. Um, but it also might be a cute show to watch with your kids too, maybe. Do you mean Harlan Coben? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I wrote Coben and said Corbin anyway, because I was like, fuck it. And I kept going. <laughs> And then I have one more I didn't write on the outline, but uh, we actually had just started it last night, and it's kind of in line with this book. It's not based on a book. Don't fucking slaughter me, but oops. <laughs> it's called Betrayal on Hulu. Um, it's about, like, this teacher of the year, doting husband. Everyone loves the guy. He ends up getting charged with sexual assault by a student, and so his wife starts, like, creeping around on his computer and finds, like, hundreds of texts and photos and stuff. He had been cheating on her with, like, 60 different women her entire marriage had no inkling no clue anyways betrayal on hulu if you want to be angry at a man look at samantha's face look at samantha's Um, face (laughs) we terrence and i actually watched it last night and at the first episode he was like what did he do because they're just like slobbing this guy's knob the whole episode just blowing smoke of his ass just like making him out to be this wonderful man and Terrence is like I mean fuck even I want to marry him just like because they're just so (laughs) he's so good and you're like well yeah they're obviously building him up to be do something so devastating everyone's like oh my god blinded but (sighs) all right that's all I had is that it that's it I think so all right y'all that was episode six hope you enjoyed yet another captive book And don't forget, guys, when you're over at Instagram, let us know how we did. The good and the bad. We really want to hear from you. And also, please subscribe to our channel on your preferred podcast platform. And be sure to tell a friend to tell a friend. Cheers. I'm out of drink. I ever did was what I did to you But if I just showed up at your party Would you have me? Would you want me? Would you tell me to go fuck myself?